this to flow out in, into the lives of others. So I really want to welcome you this morning. It's really awesome. It's the second service and just more. We'll see. Maybe sometime next year we'll have a third one, definitely in the evening. God is really doing amazing things. Amen. Okay, before we move on, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had a word for somebody, but they were not in the service that Sunday, you know. So, Venture, won't you stand? <laughs> I don't know where you were that Sunday, but I had a word for you. And, um, yeah, I really feel like the Lord is, is putting his light on you. He's beginning to elevate the work that you do, and he's giving prominence to the platforms that you've had. And God is going to begin to connect you and multiply the work that is upon your life. There's so much significance that he's calling you into. And the impact that you're going to make is going to impact many people. And uh, many times we maybe looked at yourself almost like the, the boy with the five loaves and two fish. Like, Lord, what can you do with this? But God is saying that I'm going to use you. I'm going to make an impact in this nation through your life. Amen. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Greater are those who are with you than those who are around you. So won't you stretch forth your hand? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the grace that is coming upon venture, Lord God, this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the work that you are already doing, Lord God. And Father, thank you, Lord, that you take people from obscurity to prominence, Lord God. Not because of them, but because of you, Lord. And Father, we speak your destiny this morning in Jesus' name. We thank you for every grace, Lord, that she'll be enabled by the Spirit of God to fulfill the promise that you have for her in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Woo! Okay, so this morning we, we're going to start a two-part series called Guarding the Deposit. And uh, it is really based on the fact that God has done amazing things this year for many of us. I mean, despite the fact that it's been a hard year, for many, especially in terms of the economy. But there have been many breakthroughs. How many of you can testify to that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's almost everybody. Now, the, the key here is to understand that God has a plan for your life that is progressive. He doesn't want you to move 10 steps forward and then 10 steps backwards. No, he wants you to move from one level of glory to the next level of glory. Tell the person next to you, one level of glory to the next level of glory. See me now. Watch me later. <laughs> it's really important that you have that attitude because it's very biblical, right? If you were on your own without anything from God being imparted in your life, maybe it is that you would be tossed to and fro. But because God is in your life, the Word of God says that we are born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, meaning that endures forever, meaning that the seed that is in us, the life-giving source that is in the believer, is progressively growing into fullness and grace until the big day. Amen? And you can expect that next year is going to be better than this year. And that is something that you must decide. Tell the person next to you, I'm not under the circumstances. I live by a different set of rules. And it is something that you need to begin to vocalize. You know that your mouth was given to you to chart your course. Did you know that? It's not just given to you by God in order to eat. 
some of us, that's the best use of our mouth is, my goodness. Especially during the festive season, this mouth will work. Thank you, Lord. Right? Your mouth was given to you the same way that a ship has a rudder. You know what a rudder is, right? For those of us who haven't been on the ocean before, our people don't like the water and stuff. So, if you're on the ocean, a massive ship, a massive ship will have a small rudder at the bottom. And the, the, the captain in the front will be able to steer that ship by the rudder that is at the bottom. He doesn't need to get everyone involved to lean over to this side and lean over to that side in order to turn the ship. No. The rudder will turn the ship wherever the captain wants it to go. Your mouth is the rudder. Meaning, wherever you end up will depend on what comes out of your mouth. James. This is in the book of James. I'm telling you, if you are young, for those young guys, even if you're older, your mouth can bring for you that which God has. And it is unique because God gives you his word. He gives you his word. He doesn't come every situation, come into your situation and give you what you need. No, he gives you what you need, which is the word. You put it in your heart and out of the heart, you speak with belief. That begins to affect the whole environment around you. We are made in the likeness and the image of God, correct? How did God create the universe? He spoke. And then God said. And then God said. And then God said. And it is so important for many of us, we've been careless with our mouth. We've just allowed the talking to just go this way and that way and this way and that way. And life has been this way and that way and this way and that way. <laughs> but God's plan is to redeem you through the words that he's brought into your life. This is a great advantage. It means that even if they take everything that we have and they move us to another nation and say start again from scratch, you have all that you need on the inside. To be able to bring around you the manifestation of the promises of God. I kid you not. And we've seen that happening. Amen. I want to encourage us this morning. That we need to protect what God has done this year. For many of you, last year was a year of back and forth, up and down. And this year, you've stabilized a little bit little bit more consistency. For many of you, last year was a year full of depression and sadness. This year, you began to realize that Jesus is the, sh the source of your joy. Yeah? So God began to plant in your heart deposits, valuable things. He began to impart into you. And the, the, the purpose of God is so that you're able to become everything that God has called you to be. Amen? Let's go here to Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. It says, I'm convinced and confident of this thing. 
consider this. It's not something that you have to wonder about. It is something that you need to be convinced. Yeah? When you tell people, no, next year is going to be better than this year. And they tell you, how can you be so sure? You need to be able to reply and say, I'm convinced and confident of this. That he who began a good work is faithful to bring it to completion. God doesn't start something that he doesn't finish. Amen? Everything that God created in terms of its life cycle or gestation period is supposed to come to its fullness. Amen? Case in point would be a a pregnancy. Right? The embryo begins to grow. Life in the womb of a mother. And it's supposed to go to its full term. And out of that, more lives come. Amen? This is the plan of God concerning you. That you might be a small seed, but out of you will come blessing and favor that will bless many. Amen? Is there anybody here who believes that this morning? Yeah? And there needs to be a conviction in your heart about this. It can't just be something that you casually accept in your knowing. It needs to be an attitude that you walk with. Amen? He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it and perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus and the time of his return. But what is important is for us to realize that we live in a world that has an enemy, an adversary. The Bible calls him Satan. Satan, the accuser, the the opposer. And maybe some of you don't believe that he is real. And that is a disadvantage to you because you'll be having opposition, thinking that it's nothing but there's an enemy that is after your life. The word of God says in John 10 verse 10, the thief comes only. Tell the person next to you, only. Some of us think he comes to tempt. He doesn't come to tempt. He comes only to to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen? That, how many of you, your attitude against an enemy would be much more aggressive if you knew that the intent of this person is to destroy you? Not just keep you company, not just sympathize with your negativity. This person wants to destroy your life. Now, God in this year has beautifully started to deposit amazing things into your heart, into your life. And you're just moving from one level of beauty to the next level of beauty. One level of glory to the next level of glory. Maybe last year you had nothing. At least this year you have a job. And things are moving forward. And things are moving on. But there is somebody watching. And there is somebody watching, and someone said that sometimes the enemy doesn't have to do much for some believers because they are all too good at destroying their own lives. The enemy almost says to his demons, leave him. (laughs) Leave him, he's doing a good job, leave him. That one, leave him. And it is important, I'm telling you, the enemy wants to not only destroy your life, but he wants to shame you at it. That's why it's even classic if you are able to abort your own dream, if you're able to commit a suicide over your destiny. But God's plan is far from that. God's plan for you is that you may have life and have it to the full. 
you need to not only have life in, but have it growing to the point where you enjoy it and to the point where it makes your enemies think, my God, what, who is this guy? Amen? The Bible says to be envied. That word to be blessed. Blessed. Isaac was blessed and the Philistines envied him. The life of the believer is to be envied, is to be highly desired. Right? Why? Because this is the life that is coming from God. It's not just our, our achievement. No. This is the life that comes from God that he imparted to us. So we become the light of the world. We become the salt of the earth. Amen. You are called to be the spice of life. In your community, wherever you are in your business place. You are supposed to be the one who makes things good. Where is so and so today? No wonder the office is so boring and so dead and so... Amen. For some of us, when we are there, people are like, my goodness, when is this guy resigning? But once you begin to understand what Christ has put in you, the wisdom that he brings, you will realize that you are not only called to make your workplace a better place, you are called to make the nation where you are placed a better place. Amen? Amen? And how many of you know that doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter who your mom is, it doesn't matter who said what, God is the same towards everyone who is able to believe. And this is the promise that we have. We are at the threshold of our, our vacation. And many of you are on leave already. You're just not leaving. <laughs> but you are on leave in you are you're on leave here. Right? And for many, holiday is always reminiscent of backsliding. Ne? Yeah, holiday like you know, I, I'm not attending church so much anymore. Connect is closed now. My, my connect leader, my accountability guy is in another country. And now, the devil is just like, I'm here. <laughs> we, we can hang out, man. <laughs> we, we can hang out. And it is important that you realize that guy didn't come to keep you no company. He comes only to steal, to kill, to destroy your stuff and your children's stuff and your children's children's stuff until they can wipe you out. And there is a militancy, there is an aggression that needs to come up in the hearts of believers, you know, that will make them say no. The word of God says, submit unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He does not flee when you are just not resisting. How many of you, you have puppies at home? Or you have a dog at home? Yeah, you have pets. Yeah? Now, if, if that dog is, is like, for most of us, the dog sleeps outside. For some of us, we are kinder. <laughs> the dog can't be outside, you know, the weather and all of that. So, if the dog is not allowed inside and the dog is coming in, immediately you must say, hey, bully, out. Now, if you say, hey, bully, out. What will bully say? Ah, there's food here. <laughs> right? And you have to say, out! Put up, man! <laughs> that is when, when that bully will be like, oh, yeah, there's authority here. 
Now that devil, that devil does not respond to, to polite believers. He don't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's a criminal. He's illegal. He's unlawful. Of course, even if you have the authority, we will try our best to still come in. And somebody who recognizes their authority and operates in the authority of the kingdom and enforces it, they are the ones that will get rid of these things. I'm telling you, if you've ever been involved in casting out devils, you'll realize that there's resistance. Come out. No. (laughs) I have authority. Come out. No. (laughs) I also have authority. And so it's important for you, it, and this applies to ladies as well, ne? even though you are looking good in your high heels, when it comes time to deal with the devil, you take off your shoes and begin to pray in tongues and deal with business. Right? Because the enemy is after the deposit that Christ has put in you. Right? He's after the destiny, the potential that is in your life. And maybe while you were younger, he spoke over you and said, you will never amount to anything. Nothing will ever come of you. You will not be able to make the impact because he could see the destiny that's on your life. But once you become born again, the life of God begins to emerge in your spirit. You are recognizable by heaven and by hell. And they know that this one is a threat to everything evil. But if we're able to keep him busy... With good things, but not God things. Then we might be able to derail him from the purpose that God has for him. And it is so important that you realize that during this time, people are setting up their alarms, making sure that the cameras are working, the gate is working, the dog is aggressive. Are you aggressive? Yes. (laughs) The dog is aggressive to be able to bite anything and everyone that comes in. And we make sure that all the security is in place so that the enemy doesn't come to steal. But when it comes with, to our walk with God, we do nothing. And then we come on, on, in January at, to every altar call of repenting of everything. There's room at the cross again. Right? Every Sunday, why? To wash away all the hangovers from the holiday right some people have already booked their ticket to sin city (laughs) one way ticket (laughs) we'll see how we come back i'm telling you that enemy will give you a discount on the way there he'll make it easy for you to be able to forfeit that which christ has put in your heart amen That you will never be able to reap of the the fruit of that tree. But God's plan is to make sure that you're well equipped. So we're going to read this morning from the book of Nehemiah. Chapter 4. The book of Nehemiah is an account of Of a Jewish man that he, he, he was part of the generation that was exiled into Babylon and then eventually into the Persian Empire. So what happens is if you go back, Nehemiah is the steward and he, he's the cupbearer of the king. 
the Persian king. How many of you remember uh, the movie 300? Spartans, prepare for glory. Ahu. Right, so, so the king Xerxes, Artaxerxes, is now in charge of the Persian Empire. And the Persian Empire stretches like the Roman Empire over different nations, including Judea. Right? And those nations then become provinces with governors. And Nehemiah has got on his heart his nation where Jerusalem's walls are broken. And the broken walls signify a vulnerability where you are not able to raise your children safely anymore. Where you are not able to build your life anymore. Because your walls are broken. When the enemy came in under Nebuchadnezzar, when Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, came in and besieged Jerusalem and he took with him Daniel and Shadrach, Mesach, Abednego. And he took those young guys. Eventually, Nebuchadnezzar is unseated. His son comes in, Belshazzar. And then after that, Belshazzar has the experience where the writing is on the wall. Remember? Where they're having a big party and all. Writing is on the wall. Mene, mene, tekel, ufarsin. Right? And Daniel comes in to explain and says, your time's up. That same night, King Darius takes over. And after Darius, and Darius is, the, is a mead king. After Darius comes in Xerxes, and after Xerxes comes Artaxerxes. Now, that is the king that Nehemiah is serving. So Nehemiah is serving. He's not allowed to come before the king with a disposition that is sad. He's not supposed to be sad. You come before the king, you better be excited and give all the positive energy that is available. So Nehemiah on this day prays, and he says, I'm going to come before the king sad. He comes before the king said, and obviously he's the cupbearer of the king, so that means he's got great favor with the king. Why? Because the guy who bears the cup of the king has the potential and ability to, to poison the king. So make sure this is a very trustworthy guy. So the king has favor over him. And what happens? He's sad before the king, and the king then asks, why, why are you sad? And he says, I am here serving, but the nation... And the capital city of my ancestors is in ruins. Please, if I found favor with the king, please allow me to go back and rebuild the walls of the city. And the king says, okay, you found favor with me, you can go. And then Nehemiah says, well, if I still found favor with you, then let me get letters from you of recommendation so that the other, foreign, uh, the, the other provinces will not interfere with the work. And the king says, okay, I'll give you letters of recommendation. Then he says, if I found more favor with you, <laughs> please give me sponsorship so that I'm able to go and rebuild the walls. Yeah? And he says, okay. And on top of that, he gives him a protection detail, security services. So Nehemiah is now going to rebuild and prepare for the return of the exiles from that back to Jerusalem. And God is using them. Now, when the other nations found out that they are about to rebuild, rebuild the walls, they became threatened. And I'm telling you, the enemy gets threatened the moment you decide to build the walls of your life. Yeah? Because he immediately begins to recognize if there are walls surrounding your city, there is safety. Once there is safety, there is hope to begin to rebuild. Yeah? 
Maybe in the past you couldn't build a family. Maybe you couldn't move forward. Maybe things were, were, were broken down in this area or in that area. Maybe in your parents' life this was, not, was dysfunctional and that was dysfunctional. Marriage, you know. But now God has come into your life and he's building walls and restoring things in your life. And the enemy gets threatened because he won't be able to reach your children the way that he was able to reach you. But you're serious about what you want to build in your life. And it's something that is going to be long lasting. It's not going to be something that's going to last over a weekend of a a good conference at church. This is something that is going to last through generations. And you told yourself, I'm here in church. I'm planted in the house of God. Because God is building something that has to do with the destiny of this nation and my descendants. Amen. That's the kind of believer that doesn't play. Doesn't need any motivation to pray. Why? Because there's a vision that's greater than themselves. So Nehemiah gets all the supplies and he moves and they begin to rebuild the walls. So this is where we pick it up in Nehemiah chapter 4. I'm going to read the whole portion up until verse 17. So just follow me. It says, when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He he ridiculed the Jews. Next verse. And in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Do you see the attitude of the enemy? When you're trying to rebuild your life, the enemy will say, hey, are you now one of those on fire guys? Are you now one of those guys that apparently attends prayer and reads your Bible? Huh? Since when? Since when are you one of those? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Next verse. Tobiah the Ammonite who was at, the, at his side said, What are they rebuilding? What are they building? Even a fox climbing up on it would break down their wall of stones. Yeah? So the enemy will not just use one angle. He will use this friend. And then he will use that, that associate. And then he will use that brother. And he will use that cousin. And try and get to your heart. Because he knows that there is something happening in your heart. And the best way to reach it is those that you respect. Let me use his mother. Let me use his father. And begin to speak to him about how we cannot serve Jesus. It is not in our culture. It is an African. And God is busy building something that will bless that nation. And their enemy knows that if I come through this angle, this brother will listen. Jesus on his way to be crucified. On his way to Jerusalem telling his disciples. Told told them, look, the son of man must be handed over to the authorities. And be bruised and beaten and crucified. And immediately Peter was like, no, 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 stop this. Stop this kind of dying talk. And immediately Jesus responded and said, get behind me, Satan. How how offended was Peter not? Satan. (laughs) And sometimes you need to be deliberate. You can't be a respecter of persons if you're going to be a respecter of, of God. Sometimes you'll have to stand alone with God to be able to see your destiny through. Because those who oppose you have been infiltrated by the enemy. Hear us 
Our God, this is their prayer, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Verse 5. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half of its height, for the people worked with all their hearts. I mean, if you're going to build something that's going to last, you're going to do it with all your heart. I've seen people who come and try out Jesus. I've, 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 I've made my money. I've got a beautiful family. I've traveled around the world. I give to all the philanthropic um, endeavors. I've climbed, I've climbed Mount Everest. I've climbed Kilimanjaro. I've been in parliament. Now maybe let's see if I can add Jesus to this mix. It makes a mockery. It makes a mockery of your understanding of Christ. And it's so important. God wants your heart. Tell the person next to you. God wants your heart. Not just your time. Not just your energy. Not just, he wants your heart. Ask them, have you, given you, have you given God your heart? If you are married, just keep quiet. <laughs> With regards to your wife or family, you know, these kind of questions can sometimes be controversial. How can you ask me that? <laughs> have you given God your heart, my wife? That is what God wants. If he has your heart, then you have him. Amen. But when Sanballat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, and the Ammonites, and the people of Asdod heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls have gone ahead, and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. Next verse. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. Next verse. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. The people of God are warriors. But our fight is not against flesh and blood. But against powers and principalities. And every I think that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Amen. There needs to be a military woman or man in your spirit man. That when, when something hits and you know it's the enemy. You rouse yourself. You don't say, oh, what, what was that? Oh. <laughs> I'm raising three boys now. And uh, for the past six months, I was alone with them because their mom was in the north studying. Praise God, she's back. <laughs> Praise the Lord in heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. And in that time, I'm trying to make sure that, obviously, with mom not there, I need to make them kind as well. There's a sensitive side to men, you know, taking care. Don't, don't kill all the bugs. Don't kill all the bugs in the garden, just a few. Just the threatening ones. But then also teaching them to be militant. To be militant. To defend what is righteous, what is good. And it is so important that we realize that this is something that Christ has left us with. Amen? 
Jesus is not here today, but his church is here today. Whatsoever you allow is allowed on earth. Whatsoever you disallow is disallowed on earth. I have given you authority. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, teaching them and showing them how it should be. Amen? Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, and and this is important because many men are very violent at home. I just have to say this by the Spirit of the Lord. Many men are very violent at home. And they need to take that and begin to point it at the real enemy. Wife, just look straight. (laughs) Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. And sometimes the enemy somehow gets into your heart and with your mouth you begin to confess all the weaknesses and all the, all the delinquencies, all the I cannot, I cannot because I'm from here, I cannot because I'm a lady, I cannot because I'm a man, I cannot because I'm black, I cannot because I'm Chinese, I cannot because I'm white, I cannot because I'm tall, I, I'm too short, I'm too this. Come to that. And the story throughout the scripture is that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you were born with. All that matters is what you can carry in your heart. I'm telling you today, church, there are many of you that are called for greatness. But you've allowed the voices of an enemy to steal that dream and to talk you out of it. And you were on the verge of greatness, but the enemy somehow managed to lie to you. But it's not too late. If you're able to take the word of God and begin to fill your heart with it and speak it, you will see amazing things. Also, our enemy said, before they know it, or see us, we will be right there among them and we will kill them and put an end to the work. The opposition on your life is not because you are so valuable. It's because of what you carry. How many of you this year, you felt like I've had some opposition this year? I mean, the challenge was at the door. Yeah? Now, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you're carrying something. You're carrying something. And the only thing that the enemy can do better than what he's done before is to get you to cooperate with his attack. Do you understand me, church? You are carrying something. The enemy is after the dream. Also, our enemies are... Oh, next, next verse, verse 12. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, wherever you turn, they will attack us. Next verse. Therefore, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall and at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords and spears and bows. Next verse. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters and your wives and your homes. Some of us, do we have something to fight for? Maybe you've been giving up. We were saying don't give up on God. Maybe you've been giving up because you don't realize that if you give up, the enemy is able to get to your child. If you give up, the enemy is able to get to your spouse. If you give up, the enemy is able to get to the poor in the city. 
if you give up and that is a selfish mentality that we need to get rid of the life that we live is not only for our own promotion we are living a life that has a spin over and that is supposed to be a blessing for many do you understand and it is so important that we realize that God is going to bless you so that you will become a blessing. Is that clear? This is not just Jesus loved me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Amen and yes, and I enjoy all the, all the fatty parts of the meat. Um, <laughs> no. God has a plan that he wants to fulfill through your life. When our enemies heard that they were aware that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall each to do our own work. From that day on, half of the men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah, next verse, who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon on the other up to that point. So, Elder Nelson, just get at the bricks there. Are you building something in your life? If it's worth anything, you will get opposition. And you need to be able to build, as you can see here. You need to be able to build. But while you build, you need to be carrying a, a spear. Do you understand? Because every, while you build, the, 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 the adversary is coming behind you. That's right. No smiling. No smiling, please. Come on now. No smiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. The enemy is coming behind you to be able to take on for the sake of the work. It doesn't matter who you are. I don't care what your name is. I care about the work that you're doing. Right? I'm ca I care about the family, the grandchildren that you're raising. Yeah? The mighty warriors that you're raising. So I'm coming after you for the sake of the work that you're doing. And you better be equipped in a way that you're able to resist me. And it is not just going to be a matter of defensive play. Because that's not going to work. You have to advance and attack. That's right. That's right. And you have to pursue and take... Yeah, that's enough. son. <laughs> I have to preach this message to the end. You need to be able to have that kind of aggression. I'm telling you, that enemy is a coward. That enemy is a coward. It just requires you to stand up a little bit against him, and you will see him drop back. He's used all the television stations and all, all of the, the studios in Hollywood to portray such an ugly picture called the devil himself so that you are intimidated that while you are sleeping, you're like, don't switch on the light, no? don't switch off the light. I need to see the Lord when he comes. <laughs> no, you need to realize that you are the light. There's no need to switch on no light because you are the light. Wherever you go, wherever you may find yourself, that you are the answer that has arrived. Now, if you don't know that, we are at a disadvantage if you are the one who was sent to us. Yeah. Are you the one they sent? Yes. Um, okay, help us now. Um, are you guys okay? Um, I think you guys are okay. <laughs> help us. I, I don't know how to help you. It is a sad truth. And the problem with the world is the church. The problem with the world is the church. Why? Because the church holds the answer. If the church is not able to bring that answer, 
to the place where the thirsty are, then they will perish on our watch. Amen? Give us the next slide there. Not on the scripture. Taking chances. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8. It says, He who digs a pit will fall into it, and whoever breaks through a wall will be bitten by a snake. Now this young man is an analogy of many people during the holiday. They feel like all the laying on of hands that I've had this year will preserve me from all kinds of snakes that I'll be ready to dance with and lie with during this time of sin. Consider the picture very nice. I know it's a very strong analogy in Africa. Because Africans hate snakes. <laughs> Amen? Last time somebody spoke to a snake, it ruined the whole creation. It ruined everything. <laughs> Please, during this holiday, don't take the discounts from the enemy. Yeah? Don't take the free tickets from the enemy. Next week, Paseyoma will be speaking specifically about how you build the walls. What are the things that you practically put into your life so that you're ready when the enemy comes to the door. Amen? Give us the next slide there. 1 Peter 5 verse 8, it says, Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. The alarm needs to work all the time. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. Is that going to be you this holiday? How do you know that? Did you make provisions? Did you make arrangements? Because hmm? a lot of people have good intention, man. You know what they say? It's not a scripture. But, and some think it's a scripture, but it's not. It says the road to hell. Huh, Desmond? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I want, Lord, I wanted to. <laughs> it's a sad truth. Okay? That enemy of yours prowls around like a roaring lion. Someone to devour, but resist him. How many of you, when you see anything that is evil coming into your life, immediately you begin to pray to God? Don't do that anymore. Don't do that anymore. Eh? At least, don't do it in a way of, Lord, there's someone here to see you, type approach. Okay? If you're praying to God, let it be for wisdom, let it be for discernment, or whatever. But many times it's become a cop-out so that you don't have to wield your sword like Elder Nelson, right? And fight that enemy yourself. Because God will not resist him for you. Tell the person next to you, God will not resist him. This is a truth that many in the body of Christ have ignored. And they ask, what happened? What happened in that situation? What happened in this situation? What does the word of God say? Resist him and he will flee from you. Resist him. Be what? Be firm. Be firm in your faith against the attack rooted and established and immovable. This is a winning strategy. It's not just like, okay, 
<laughs> Losing ground? No. I'm going to break this stage here. Thank you. It's not like that. Do you understand me? Why, why do you have to... Why? Because the enemy wants to rob you of what you've gained this year. So that next year you can start with the same old story. Yeah, it's 2018 again. You know, it's beginning of the year. And God is doing amazing things. So we'll see. Maybe this year he will do what I trusted him for last year. No. No, no. Almost like forget that it's a new year coming. Yeah? Forget that. And remember that you are on an upward trajectory. Becoming everything that God has called you to be. Whether it's winter, whether it's summer, whether it's autumn, whether it's spring. You are planted by the river. The drought is irrelevant to you. Yeah? You bear fruit. Your leaf does not wither. Amen? This is what you have in you. If no one has ever told you, I'm telling you today, this is the might that you have in you. This is why the enemy would resist you because he knows that there's something in this brother. Amen? And once you awake to it, you will set others, you will set others on fire. Soon enough, there will be two of you standing resisting. And soon enough, there will be four. Even that other brother that used to be a terrorist at home against his family. and Never mind, I can't use that example of someone. Yeah, but that, even that brother will stand with us. Do you understand? When you have a nation of men like that, watching the gates, building on the back here, but watching the gates, that anything that comes in the door is ready to be confronted. Right? I see, I see a nation changing. Amen. Amen? Established immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering, suffering meaning temptations or tribulations or persecution, are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. Please don't have this idea like, you know, pastor, my, my temptations are unique. You don't know what I'm going through. I think when, when it's holiday, for me, it's different. Uh, you guys, you guys, you don't know what I go through. No, we all go through the same thing. Amen? There are three things. The pride of life, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. All that is in the world. They will all fall into that one. Even eating too much. Who's eating too much? Lust of the flesh. Give us there the next slide. Are you ready? You need to be ready. And, and please, don't, don't have this attitude during the festive season. And then when it comes to January, it's like, where's my sword? Ooh, you worked well. Mm, you worked well. Mm, you worked well. Let's lay it down now, January. Uh, no, 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 no. You need to, to arm yourself with the armor. And this is going to be your posture for life. Amen. You determine in your heart, I'm not going to lose battles anymore. I'm going to fight them till the end. Do you understand, church? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Proverbs 4 verse 23, and we'll close. Keep vigilant. Watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither to the right nor the left. 
leave evil in the dust? How do you chart the course of your life from your heart? Let's say this together. My heart is the fountain of my life. I'm a, I'm, I'm a new creation. I have a new heart. There are good things coming out of my heart. I will not allow my heart to be poisoned. Amen. If you drink from your heart, you better make sure that it's clean. Don't allow just anything into your eyes, into your ears, into the evil company corrupts good morals. Be not deceived. There are some of us who will have to break certain friendships. Why? Because they are chickens. How many of you know that if an eagle grows up with chickens, he will peck like a chicken, he will flap his wings like a chicken, but he will never soar on the heights. And we have been called as eagles. You are an eagle. You are not supposed to surround yourself with chickens and turkeys that are pecking around for this. You are supposed to have the sharp eyes of an eagle. Amen? That doesn't happen just because it is in your training. It is in the way that you get raised. It is in the way that you spend time in the Word and begin to discover who you are. Amen? Tell the person next to you, guard your heart. Protect it. With all diligence, with all aggression, with all forcefulness, with all your might, and you'll be okay. Amen. Let us stand. Right where you are, just begin to lift up your hands. Thank the Lord for what He's done this year. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And you'll be surprised what the Lord has done. It's not a season to recount all the things that haven't gone right. Count every single thing that has gone, has gone right. If you have nothing, then it, at least you're standing here alive. The Bible speaks about Joseph standing at the slavery post being sold to Potiphar. And the Bible says that he, he was naked being sold as a slave, but he was a prosperous man. And you might be standing here this morning. And you have nothing in your hand. You might have nothing in your bank account. But you are a prosperous man because of what Christ has placed in you. Yeah? There is a dream in your heart that God is fulfilling. And he is not done with it yet. He has started at the beginning of the year. He's made a deposit in your heart, in your spirit. And that is beginning to grow. It's beginning to multiply. It's beginning to find its place. It's beginning to shoot down its roots into your heart. Don't let the enemy steal it from you. And I see a people who are not going to allow any enemies in their lives this holiday, in this season. They're not going to let down. They're not going to allow the enemy to walk in. The enemy will know that there's going to be somebody who will resist him. If he tries to come into this house God is here in our midst and he is here to make every dream come alive I want to pray for people you've given up this year the enemy has given you such a blow that you feel like I've given up I want to pray for you won't you raise your hands where you are just raise your hands where you are the grace of the Lord is here the grace of the Lord is here.
His power is here to restore you. His spirit is here to restore you. We bring life. We bring life. We bring life to those dead dreams. Dead bones come to life. Dead bones come to life in the name of Jesus. We speak to broken hearts. We say be healed, be made whole, be restored. The Lord is a dream keeper. He's a dream maker. He will fulfill his promise. Don't you dare give up on him. Don't you dare give up on him. In a swift, in a quick, in a quick way, he will fulfill his promise to you. You might not see it right now, but you might see it an hour later. You might not see it an hour later, but you might see it tomorrow in the morning. The Lord is faithful to the end. Father, I pray for every single person who has had their dream broken, Lord, because of this year. I pray restoration in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that the heart, the heart is restored, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that you, you are here this morning, Lord God to heal every brokenness and give them a new hope in the name of Jesus. Christ is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray for a next group of people. You're here this morning and you are intimidated of the holiday because holiday has always been a failure time for you. I want to pray that God will grace you in a way that you'll be able to endure and experience the encounters of the Spirit during this time. If that's you, just raise your hand. Father, I pray for the Holy Spirit fire to come upon your people right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, receive the impartation of the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. Every weak knee be made strong, every feeble arm be made strong. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for courage to break out in the hearts of people this morning. Courage in the name of Jesus, bravery. In the name of Jesus, I break intimidation this morning in the name of Jesus. I break fear in the name of Jesus. I declare that the bravery and courage of God is in us this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray especially for those who you've, you've gone through hectic financial trauma. Financial trauma this year. And the Lord wants to take you to your next level of financial breakthrough. If that's you, just raise your hand. We're going to break that thing now in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Be made whole in your finances. Be made whole in your finances. Everything the enemy has stolen, we claim it back sevenfold. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You will not beg for bread, says the Lord. I am the Lord your God. I am your provider, says Jehovah Rapha. Says Jehovah Jireh. 
in the name of Jesus that you will have your healing come through you will have your financial healing come through now in the name of Jesus father I pray restoration Lord God where people have had to give up things that broke their hearts in order to make it through I pray restoration that they will gain it back and that they will gain even more Lord. that they will be blessed to be a blessing we thank you Jesus we thank you Lord we thank you Lord thank you Lord just worship him where you are thank you Lord you are truly wonderful you are good Lord you are faithful we worship you we thank you we thank you Lord make us who you want us to be Lord make us the warriors you want us to be Lord Uh, we are the light of the world we are the salt of the earth Lord we will make a difference wherever we go Lord thank you Holy Spirit we honor you we honor you Lord in Jesus name I want to pray for uh, a next group of people if you're here this morning if you're here this morning and you want to give your heart to the Lord or you've never given your heart to the Lord or you've fallen back you want to come back to Jesus you want to come back to Jesus you're here this morning and you're saying the Holy Spirit is speaking to me this is a time to make right if that's you just raise your hand I want to pray for you I want to pray for you this morning if that's you just raise your hand I need to see your hand I see that hand God bless you I see that and God bless you. If that's you, just quickly come forward. We want to pray for you here. Come, come, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come. Just, yeah, come forward. Yeah, yeah, come. If, if that's you, if you raise your hand, just come forward. We want to pray for you this morning. Yeah. If that's you, yeah, come forward, young man. God is ready to change your life. Is there anybody else this morning? You know, the day of salvation is today. If you've come to church this morning and you're not right with Jesus, and you need to make right with Jesus, this is the moment. Christ is calling every man to repent and to come and receive eternal life in Christ. Amen. So I want to give you another opportunity. Is there anybody else? You just raise your hand. We celebrate with you. prophesy over you young man that your life is changing today the night is over the morning has come but God has claimed you for himself you will never be the same again but from today you will see you will see the blessing of God coming upon your life like never before in the past you've gone through much through much trouble through much pain but God is coming to heal every pain He's coming to restore your life. He's coming to give you a new hope. He's coming to give you a second chance. He's coming to open the door of blessing in your life. He's coming to open the door of life in your life this morning. Hallelujah. Just pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am here. Forgive me. I know I'm a sinner. But I come to you today. I receive your forgiveness. 
I receive eternal life. I want to be your child. Thank you for welcoming me home. Show me the way. I need to follow you. I receive your life into my spirit. I receive your Holy Spirit into my life. And today, I'm a new creation. I leave the past behind me. There's a new life for me now. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray a blessing, Lord, over this brother, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that the miracle is happening in his heart. Thank you, Lord, that he'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name we pray. So if you're still here and you need to come this morning, come and see us. Yeah? Don't let anything, don't let that devil hinder you from salvation. Amen. So may the Lord bless you. May he cause your harvest to come early. May he cause your, your fountain to overflow. May he cause your generosity to be, to be spoken of. How good you are to the widow, to the orphan. May you be preserved during this time. May you be protected that nothing evil will come near your home. In the name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.